And if I shall ask us, how many of us are disciples of Christ? That I think we may want to say that the same thing uh, uh, is actually what I'm asking Christians or disciples. But do you know that Jesus Christ never used the word uh, Christians? Rather, he said that if you are my disciples, you will keep my commandments. So we want to speak about being a disciple. A disciple of Christ. Who is a disciple of Christ? Are you a disciple of Christ? There are so many things that we take for granted. Uh, I was asking a couple, a, a would-be couple uh, this evening, just this evening when they came to the house. Um, are you Christians? They said yes. Hmm. Uh, which church do you go to? Well, I go to this or that. Uh-huh. Good. Uh, do your pastors know you? No, because I'm not too frequent. Uh-huh. Uh, the questions go on and on and on, and I could see that, you know, when I called them nominal Christians, they opened their mouth. Ah. Uh, are just Christians by name. And a lot of people actually take this to be what is sufficient for them. Do you know that the word Christians or Christian actually came from the people of the world? The disciples were called Christians where? Antioch. They were called Christians in Antioch. And we are satisfied with the labeling of the world rather than actually make good of the words of Jesus Christ himself, calling us disciples. Now we'll see the difference, um, I pray, as we go on. But let's read first from John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Verses 31 and 32. John 8, 31 and 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That is the word of Jesus. Let's turn to First John, First John, chapter two, and we'll read verse six only. First John, chapter two, verse six. He who says he abides in Jesus Christ ought himself also to work just as he worked. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to work just as he worked. We are using the word disciples and a disciple 
the word disciple comes from the Greek word, which actually means one who learns instruction from another. One who learns instruction from another. It is used in the secular Greek, in the secular Greek world, word, uh, world for an apprentice to tradesman who actually is sitting there watching his master do what he does. Now, a disciple, therefore, will be a pupil that, uh, sorry, a, a disciple was not just a pupil, but an, an adherent. Hence, they spoke, they, they were spoken of as imitators of their teachers. He adheres to what actually is taught. He does not only go as a pupil, sitting down and passing an, an exam, but is, he watches his master and wants to imitate the master in such a manner that you can hardly see any difference. You know, um, Paul was always proud of uh, being uh, a, a student under Gamaliel. Huh? But having found Jesus, he knew that indeed a teacher is greater than a teacher. And ever since he found Jesus, he wanted to imitate Christ. That is exactly what we are to do. We are to imitate Christ. Now, um, every Christian is called to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And that actually means we are to follow Jesus and put the claims of Jesus first in our lives. Regardless of the cost to ourselves. Regardless of the cost. Jesus must be first. So a Christian disciple is a person who is determined to follow Jesus Christ with the desire to learn from him and live according to his example. Learning from him and living according to his example. There are basic principles to this. And the first one is, a disciple is a person who lives continually by the word of Jesus. They are not only people who follow occasional words of the master. That is, when it is convenient, you follow it. When it's not, you leave it. But rather, people who commit themselves to follow through the teachings of the master in a disciplined and committed way. If we follow by this, you will see that Many of us are churchgoers. Many of us, including some pastors, officers of the church, we are just following. 
but this is not what it ought to be jesus our master is our master he will speak living words to us daily through the holy spirit and what we need to obey is his commands teachings and example please can we take this uh, i know that i want to preach uh, but um it's not time yet <laughs> whatever we see that christ has taught us in his word that we, we must do to obey his commands and as we desire to actually hear from him you know what he will reveal himself to us through the holy spirit discipleship calls for obedience to the word of god at all times then a disciple is a person who commits his life completely to the master this commitment must be total it is a commitment of a loving master uh, to a loving master who has no self-interest but rather is concerned for a total welfare and growth in god you will know that jesus christ came to die for us and he laid down his life for us on the cross of calvary he was not ashamed of it and so also a disciple will not be ashamed of his master who loves him so some of us children are ashamed of our parents but i know some people who are not from rich homes and yet they are very proud of their parents very very proud of their parents why because they could see love coming from the parents and because of this they will not in any way disregard them jesus christ wants us to be committed to him and he says to us that whoever is ashamed of him before men he too will be ashamed of him before his father then a disciple now i think that we are getting this a little, little by little huh? and i want you to be asking yourself am i truly a disciple am i truly a disciple or i just bear the name christian listen to this a disciple is one who lives a fruit bearing life a fruit bearing relationship with christ in the book of john chapter 15 jesus said abide in me and i in you and he went on to say that ah, without me you can do nothing but he said something if you do not bear fruit what will happen you'll be cut off you'll be cut off many people have been christians all their lives i would say even before they were born but they have never been productive one one bit never rather they want to lord it in the church and say that uh, we are pioneer members of this people of, of this church church will not save us church can never save only jesus can save 
without this sort of food bearing in our lives the kingdom of god will not in any way expand and guess what there'll be no growth in the church and i still want to challenge us equally baptist church members or should i say disciples of christ <laughs> which one should i use have you deliberately brought somebody to, to the saving knowledge of jesus christ i'm not saying that have you converted somebody no i said have you deliberately brought somebody to jesus have you deliberately introduced jesus to somebody it is not for you to convert you have visitors in your home you leave them there because uh, you say that uh, well they are not uh, baptists once they leave under your roof guess what it is your responsibility to actually cater for them on sunday morning i love what the bible says in the old testament um, times when they called for fasting guess what sometimes they even say the animals in their house must undergo fasting i pray sincerely that we'll look into expanding the kingdom of god here on earth you see, we, the Bible says that uh, we actually hope for the time when the kingdom of this earth will become the kingdom of our God. Who will make it so? You and me. Then number four, a disciple is one who is committed to unconditional sacrificial love for others unconditional sacrificial love for others when you start choosing the people you 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 you, need, you you can love or you want to love you're not a, you're not a disciple of christ you're not you must love everybody it is not an ordinary human love it is the love that we call agape love a selfless love a love that comes from god where god and others are more important to us than ourselves than our selfish desires that is what a disciple is and uh, the fifth one is this a disciple is one who is dedicated to the fulfillment of christ's mission now we said something about fruit bearing abby but this one talks about the mission of christ what is the mission of christ it is expressed in the book of matthew chapter 28 we have 19 and 20 but we should start with 18 we should start with 18 why because the one that is sending us out is not an ordinary person he is the one that has all the power all power in heaven and on earth all authority has been given to me go therefore and make disciples guess what he said disciples not make christians or make converts make disciples 
The goal of our discipleship should be to win others to Christ, to make them disciples, not just converts. Converts may change their mind, but disciples are adherents to the life of their master. Now, the disciples have special privileges. They have special privileges. The first one is that God is the one that called them. God is the one that called them and chose them to be his own people. For instance, in the Old Testament, God called the nation of Israel. He was the one that called them. I have chosen you to be my own people. The same thing is true with the new Israel. God is the one that has chosen us. And uh, when Christ says that I chose you, not you choosing me, that's actually a, um, a tough one. And again, we see that as disciples, we have Jesus Christ as our Savior. The one who died for us because of our many sins, who has forgiven us, is the one that actually has accepted us to be joint heirs with him. Then again, we see that we are now citizens of heaven. As disciples, we are citizens of heaven. We are not limited to the earthly things. We are actually going to enjoy even heavenly things with the Lord who has called us. Then we know definitely that by the grace of the Almighty God that He has lavished upon us, we are made for eternity. We are given eternal life through Jesus Christ. Then again, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit as disciples of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit has been poured upon us. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And uh, here we see that uh, uh, in order for us to be witnesses, we need the power of the Lord. Children of God, I am pleased to announce to you that disciples have peace with God. Peace. You will not actually know the meaning of peace until you lose it. And a lot of people without Christ don't have peace. You know, when Christ will appear to his, children, to, to his disciples, what will he say? My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Give I unto you. The peace of God rests upon us. And it's, it's only those that God has given rest that can actually know true rest. So we need to be very cheerful. And again, as disciples, if we are disciples indeed, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Even tribulation, persecution, ah, killings, whatever it is, nothing can separate us 
from the love of God. I've seen so many things in this short ministry of mine as to people, you know, facing death. You can know those who, who are in the Lord uh, as to how they take it from those who are not in any way in the Lord, who don't know where they are going. You just know that indeed the love of Christ will make them even to smile on their sick beds. They will converse with you as if to say, hey, I'm not worried about death. Why? Because death is not the end of a disciple. Unlike some people who actually have done so many things and uh, they are not in Christ, they are not, their sins are not forgiven, then you see them just wailing and crying because they don't know where they are going. Now, one major responsibility is actually uh, given to us. One major responsibility. And that is for us to continually and consistently ask the question concerning our behavior, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? In this situation, what will Jesus do? Whatever situation that you actually have, whatever step you want to take, ask the question, what would Jesus do? You know what actually uh, they, they made it um, popular at the time, WWJD, Abby. Huh? What will Jesus do? If you want to reject some, something, what will Jesus do? If you want to say something, what will Jesus do? If that actually controls your life, you will see that in most cases you will please God. And if you sincerely ask that question before acting or reacting, you will see that the Holy Spirit of God will supply this to you. Then again, you can know about the ways of Christ by consistently studying the word of God. Study the word of God. Make the word of God, you know, your, your book. I was impressed by the testimony I heard this evening about the man that wrote, um, um, is it the mind of Christ? The mind of Christ. That he read no other book for four years but the Bible. Sincerely speaking, I hope it's not too late for me, God. Huh? <laughs> that I will read only the Bible. And I will read it not just as a novel. But I will read it in order to really know the depth of God's mystery. As hidden in the scriptures. What a life. But some of us, even uh, we are coming for Bible study now. We don't have our Bibles with us. Please, how many of us don't bring a Bible today? You, you didn't bring a Bible. Uh, if we search, uh, thank you, Jerry. Thank you for telling the truth. Uh huh. No Bible. Thank you, Jerry. It is important for us to know that. In order for you to know more about Christ, you know what actually uh, the passage we read, John chapter, is it that, um, 
um, 8, John 8, verse 32. He told the, 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 the Pharisees that, um, came to, that, that believed in him, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. How can you know? Not by going to a class to study um, theology. By really studying the word of God. I told you before that when I got to the seminary, my first year, I felt so disappointed. In fact, I wanted to run away from the seminary and say, this is not seminary. Because we were not actually reading the Bible. We were teaching us something as an introduction to a New Testament. Introduction to Old Testament. And uh, what is all jargon? Jargon. Ah, I came prepared to study the Bible from Genesis to the Revelation. You are teaching me this uh, something. Huh? Maybe you didn't feel like that way. I felt that way. So these people are not, they are not Christians. <laughs> but uh, we need to actually study the word of God properly. And in doing this, you know, in making the decision to actually uh, know what Jesus will do at a given situation, we must be prepared to be determined. We must make a firm decision uh, to do what Christ will do. You know, they say that um, if you don't stand for something, you fall for everything. A lot of people, a lot of people going to church are falling for everything. Why? Because they're not standing for the truth. They're not standing for, for Jesus. They're not standing. So every form of doctrine would just, you know, take them away like that. And again, we see that if you're so determined to follow Jesus, you will see that the things of the earth will go dimmer. You'll be less interested in the things that the world is rushing after. I want a bigger car. I want a bigger, you know, I have a house. Oh, no, no, this one, this one is not right for me. Let me build a bigger one. You build a bigger one and so on and so forth. These things are just for this place. You know, the word of God says that we should set our eyes on the things in heaven, not on the things on earth. Jesus Christ said we should actually lay our treasures where? In heaven and not on earth. And a lot of us are not doing that. And um, let me quickly come to benefits. Benefits, quickly. Mm. Number one, as a disciple, if you are truly a disciple, you will see that your life will be better off. Your life will be transformed. Your life will be transformed. And how would that be? It would be that, you know, what you used to think about people, about money, about possessions, about business practices, about social responsibilities and so on and so forth, will have true meaning in line with God. 
Sometimes we think actually that um, because we are Christians or we are disciples, we did not take care of our family. No. You must take care of your family very well. Because if you don't, you're worse than an unbeliever. Then again, your life will be better refined and purified. Your negative thoughts, negative attitudes, negative actions will now be put away because they stand in con uh, consistent with what Jesus Christ will have you do. Whatever is not in line with Christ, you will see that all these things will change. What causes fear? In most cases, is doubt in God. Then, if you're a disciple, your faith will be strengthened and unbelief will diminish. Your faith will be strengthened. If you're in Christ, love will govern your actions, your words, and your attitudes. Listen to this again. If you're in Christ, you will become more willing to forgive. And you have greater compassion for people, especially for those who are in need. And greater concern for the lost. Then, as a disciple, as a disciple rather, you will be prepared to share in Christ's sufferings. And by this, you also share in his glory. When obedience proves costly, you will not in any way give in. And again, it is very right that people will see in us that our lives are not the same. We can be able to sing the song, uh, there's been a big change since I believed. The things I used to do, I do them no more. And so on and so forth. Why? Because the life of Christ is real in a disciple. And then you'll see yourself seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You'll have full confidence that God is able to keep you to keep his promise and to provide for your every need. In summary, I want you to actually know this. There was a man written about in the book of Genesis. And this man had a testimony. And the testimony is so wonderful. Such that we should all seek after his name was Enoch we're told that Enoch walked with God consistently for 300 years and he was not because God took him how wonderful will it be for our stories to be like that that we walked continuously with God according to God's word we need to see God as a loving father 
as a loving master who only wants our good. Let me stop here. Uh, by the grace of God, next week, God um, preserving us, I would like to go into the cost or the importance, the importance and the cost of discipleship. The importance and the cost of discipleship. All we need to be is a disciple, not just a Christian. Christian, that word given to us by people of the world, cannot be as deep as that which Christ himself, who is a master, called us.